Hi, I'm Mike Shea, and this is the DM's Deep Dive here on the Don't Split the Podcast Network. On this show, we like to pick one particular topic that's important in the world of D&D, find an expert to talk about this topic, and dive deep into this one subject. And I don't think there is any bigger topic right now than how to play D&D in these current strange times we're in, and in particular, how to play D&D online for people like me who are not used to playing D&D online. Uh, so I am here uh, with Lauren Urban. Lauren, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Lauren Urban. You might know me as Oboe. I'm the community manager for D&D Beyond. So I'm very used to playing D&D online. I am a player and a DM mostly online. And when uh, we're not in the middle of a pandemic, I'm also a professional classical musician. I, you're still a professional classical musician. True, but I'm like Schrodinger's musician. If I'm not actually playing in an orchestra, am I a professional? Mm. I think you're right. I am, but it's mm. give me a couple more months of not being in an orchestra and I'm going to be very upset. So yeah, that's, but that's what I do is I, and it I doesn't work D &D. over, you can't get the whole orchestra over Zoom. Doesn't you work can, that. but uh, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of, of groups that have put out uh, hey, we've all played together, social distancing online. That usually involves a bit of editing. Even the the really low latency stuff like Zoom, it's it's really hard, uh, mm -hmm. especially because you have to do some special things in order to get really good audio. And playing with a recording always is hard and blah, blah, blah. We're here to talk about D&D. &D. Yeah, well, it's interesting. <laughs> that a lot of the problems people are having getting connected over online and chatting are problems that we face in D&D. Right. My 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 mom was talking about how her church is trying to have everybody sing over Zoom and that that doesn't exactly work right when all of people are clipping out and you know, yeah. some people are a lot louder than others and half the people can't get their mics to work. And it's like, that's not far off from trying to get six people around a table you know, to play D&D. Kind of. But some of the issues you have with D&D, like if, if everybody in D&D in a game is talking at once, something's gone wrong. Whereas in music, you're supposed to be all at once. And yeah, that's what happens is even the best audio video software is going to clip or cut out. And that is horrible. And not every professional musician has a professional audio setup. So, it, you know, recording yourself is not always an option. But yeah, it's, I think D&D &D has the advantage over classical music right now or any music, really. <laughs> yeah, certainly. So, yeah, as I mentioned, uh, I am not uh, used to playing D&D online. I have played a, a couple of games here and there, uh, but you know, almost of, of the hundreds of games I've played in the last few years, almost all of them have been in person, like the vast majority of them have been in person. And then I found myself thrust into this new world. Uh, not, Welcome. And, and yeah, and I wasn't angry about it, right? It was like, well, I, I, I know I've got to keep playing D&D. So we're going to do this and I'll work with my friends and we'll, uh, we'll try out different systems and we'll try out different setups and we'll, we'll, we'll get going. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's great to talk to somebody who has done it as long as you have to, to try to uh, uh, get some of the best tips that we can get out of it. Uh, you, did a, you did a show recently with Todd Kendrick on uh, the D&D Beyond, uh, D &D Beyond YouTube channel. And I found it, well, I think, you, was that on Twitch too? Yeah, we, it was part of did Todd I, Talks, which is yeah, his yeah, yeah. Tuesday show. And then right. we, we poured everything to YouTube. Yeah, so wonderful show, really, really good stuff. I, I, you I'll know, let I, Todd know. Yeah, well. Sure, please. So um, you'll say, oh, Mike Shea loves your show. And I'll go, who? Oh, he knows. So <laughs> he knows who Sly flourishes. I will slack him now. <laughs> no, don't do it. So um, uh, so I'm, I'm hoping not to cover the same exact ground because it should be worth watching that show too. But I, we probably will. I think yeah. one, one area that we probably won't get into too much today 
but you never know where the conversation is going to go, is into the specific tools that we'll use. Like there's so many of them. And there's so many that are, that are, that are really good. And, and many different people have different setups that they love and hang on to. And I think some, some quick searches on YouTube can get a lot of information about how to play in different, in different setups. So I'm, I'm more interested in the, the kinds of things that can uh, you know, make the game better when we're online already. Uh, so to start with, what are, what are three tips that you have for DMs that are just beginning to start playing online? So my biggest tip is the same as for any DM or player question of how do I work with my players or my DM, which is talk to everybody. Because I think the when you're sitting around a table, everybody kind of understands how that works. But once you move to online, because like you said, there's a variety of options. There's a variety of systems and tools, and there's a level of engagement. There's everything from we're gonna video call and I'm going to stream a map or use a VTT, or you know we're gonna have this be as visual as possible, all the way down to we're gonna play by post. And so I think the most important thing is to sit down with your players and have that discussion of what people are comfortable with. Uh, if you're coming from a group that was in person, chances are most are going to at least want to be able to see and hear each other, but you never know. Some people are very uncomfortable with uh, talking online or talking over the phone or talking, you know, in a, in a video chat. Some people just don't have the equipment and money is an issue to think about. So they might be way more comfortable with saying, hey, I'd love to continue this game, but really it's going to have to be like play by post or can we just do like gaming headsets over Discord or something. So sitting down and having that discussion of not just what do we think is best for this game but what are we as players comfortable with doing for the variety of reasons that people might want one thing or another is super important so i think that's that's the biggest thing like it turns into a second session zero it, mm -hmm. or if you haven't if you're starting up a new game it turns into another part of your session zero of just like how do we do this um and i think we'll probably talk about this later but like that's a good thing to remember when when we go back to having the option to be in person. I don't think it's a bad thing to have that talk of how do we do this? Because maybe some of your players have not wanted to, or maybe some of your players have wanted to get into maps and minis and a much more tactical battle, but haven't been able to come up with the excuse to mention it or the bravery to mention it or thought that everybody else just wanted to play theater of the mind or vice versa maybe you've been doing all this tactical stuff and people have just wanted to go to doing more of a theater of the mind game and now having that discussion of how do we want to play as much as you know what's your backstory and what are your lines and veils and all of that i think is super important so that's that's my biggest suggestion is mm -hmm. is the talk um for groups that are in person moving to online, once you've got that figured out, I think the my second tip is let yourself mess up. Let the technical difficulties happen that first game. Let yourself learn how things are gonna work. Let yourself learn that, oh yeah, I'm used to being the early person at the game, but now when I sit down and, and play online, I always run into this technical issue and so I am five minutes late. Or uh, this is the, you know, it doesn't matter how often I stream, there are always technical issues. We were just talking about before the, the stream. It's it's a running gag in, in my world. Uh, a D&D &D stream is 
uh, technical difficulties and or a cat. So <laughs> let your home game that's not a D&D stream. Yep, it's, that will eventually be the cat. I don't know where to point. I'll point in the right direction. Oh, yeah. um, let your D&D stream when you move to that way. No matter how much planning you have, something's going to go wrong. And everybody has to get used to the technical flow even without having to worry about streaming. So let that first game that you play over the internet be a disaster of technical difficulties and it, have it be okay, bring snacks and don't be prepared to like force it and, and all right, we're gonna go for five hours and just get in a game. Like if it fails, but you learn what where the fail points are so that the next time you get together, it's smooth and great, then you've won, you've, you've made it to D&D. Um, I don't know if I have a third. Those are kind of my two biggest. You have to have a third. I have to have a third. <laughs> snacks. Snacks. Always snacks. have snacks. Always okay. have snacks. That's, a good That's always my suggestion, whether you're in person or, or online. Always <laughs> it's have snacks. It's your, it's your default third answer. And or drinks. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, <laughs> right. snacks. This is just my answer to everything. Excellent. So one of the interesting things, and I, I mentioned this to you before the show started, that um, so I had two in-person groups that both moved, actually three in-person groups. Uh, that all move to online, uh, move to online play. And uh, in some cases, after about two, probably two or three sessions, I've had a couple of players who came to me and said, you know, this online stuff is pretty great, right? They, they, they definitely, they, I think everybody expected it to be less of a game than mm -hmm. it was when we were all in person. And I think what we found is it's a different kind of game. And uh, so, so as one who's always kind of looking for for e efficiency and 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 you know sort of exponential growth and things, what are some of the unexpected advantages that we can that we can find running online games? You know, like where where can we, you know, where can we capitalize off of the fact that we're playing online instead of playing on person? I think some of the interpersonal tools are really, really good, especially if you're the kind of DM or players that like to run games that include like, hey, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna message the DM and let them know that I wanna do this thing, or I'm gonna message this other player, or you know, you're doing something behind the scenes. I don't wanna say on, on the download, but like behind the scenes in order to get a something cool out of the game. You know, if your DM uh, wants to message you and let you know, hey, you've, you now have this interesting thing happening to you, or hey, you hear this thing, or, you know, something in where he, d you don't have to actually say it in the game. Playing online gives you a ton of tools to do that. There's chats in most of the, the video software. If you're playing on Discord, you can message people directly. Uh, most of the VTTs have a way of either whispering to a certain member or to everybody. So that's really cool. And that's especially useful for like safety tools because when you're sitting around at a table, even some people find it, if you're using say the X card and you know, you've got it sitting there in front of you. Even some people can feel, feel self-conscious about pointing to it, but having a really easy private way of messaging the DM and letting them know really quickly, just as quickly as pointing to that X card, I think that's, that's really nice. Um, and then there's no driving. <laughs> They're really like we were talking about before the show. You don't have to commute. You don't have to be hauling stuff. You're just in your comfort zone at home doing your stuff, doing your thing. And that's great. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, f I found 
a couple of things that leapt right out at me. I, I meant again, we you know we had such a great conversation before the show. We should have recorded that too. Uh, but like I have I have giant piles of Dwarven Forge up, upstairs that I use for for all my tabletop stuff on occasion. You know, probably once every two or three games I'll use it. And uh, and I thought like, wow, I could you know I could still set all this up and I could set up the minis and take pictures of it and send the pictures through the chat and people could see it and that would, yeah. that would work really well. And like, or I could just grab one of nine hundred Dyson logo maps. Right. And I can just use those directly. Right. And yep. eight seconds of work for me to, to do that. And I've been doing that over the, over the a whole bunch of different games that, that I've won, uh, you know, having all the maps that are in D&D Beyond. Right. And they have player high resolution player versions of every map in D&D Beyond means I can go right in, grab one of those maps. Uh, I can crop just the section that they're seeing uh, what I've been doing. And I've been using Discord uh, at, just just alone. And uh, for a few reasons, one is I have players who only have phones. So they don't really have any way to do a, a more advanced BTT or multiple tools or anything like that. And, uh, but they can do Discord and they can see everything that we pass in chat. And being able to crop the sections of maps that they can see and then view it is so fast compared to even having to do like a table fog of war with like, I have like cut up t-shirts that I'll use to like expose <laughs> stuff, right? Yeah. And, you know, all kinds of strange ways that I'll, that I'll do that. But also like, I can just go and grab like 15 NPC portraits and be like, well, that's good enough. Like I can pick like the first one that works, drop yep. it in there with a name. And now we have like an ongoing chat window that shows all the NPCs that they're seeing where like I would need, you know, I'd need some other kind of accessory to be able to do that. I'd either have to print them out ahead of time. I'd have to have like face cards handy and have to sort through that. It's so much faster to be able to show that stuff online. And I yeah. think that, um, I think my players notice that they're getting a, you know, a more of a higher multimedia experience than they do when we're typically, you know, I'm like, well, whatever I've got in my backpack is what you're going to see. And now it's like, well, whatever's on the internet, you know, whatever I can, I can use, Google, whatever I can Google, I can get into yep. the game. So I, I, I think, know this I is... think we found some, some good value there. Oh yeah. That, I know this is going to be a very specific use case. My husband, who is a fantastic artist, runs some of his games online. Well, now all of his games online, but some of them that he was running specifically online, he would use, he would use Roll20. And because he's an artist, he would just draw the map as it came up. <laughs> or if there was an NPC, he would like just do a little sketch right there. And uh, he was playing with, one of his games was with other comic artists. And so they would all just sketch away on the VTT as they were playing, which is something that they can do in person. You know, everybody's got sketch pads and everything, but that's a little more awkward to show off or, you know, you're never quite sure if someone's sketching away and you want to like look over their shoulder, but right there on the battle map is people are like, oh, here's, you know, what I'm actually doing or here's what this NPC looks like or here's what the map is. That's super powerful. That's really useful. Um, when I'm playing, I, I tend to run theater of the mind almost exclusively, except in a couple cases where I've got some groups where having a basic battle map for some of the more complicated battles, I've got a group that's at level 14. And so it's just a little easier for them. <laughs> uh, we also, we started many, many years ago. So uh, we came off the fourth edition. So we were still using flanking rules and some stuff that makes it a little easier to have a battle map, even if I don't put anything out there except basic like here's your three baddies and here are you um what i found is really nice is the opposite of grabbing you were talking about oh i can grab this this portrait or i could grab this monster image or i can grab that i can just grab circles i have colored circles and it sounds weird to be like 
wait, you have all of Google and all of Google Images <laughs> and all of D&D Beyond to pull from. And it said you're going to use circles. And what it is, is I can show positions, but I can just describe what the players are seeing. And because I do so much, um, I take existing monsters and I tweak a lot. It helps my players not to accidentally metagame. Yeah, because associate. Right. Exactly. You know, if right. I if I was to stick a Bahir in front of them, but I've now described it, you know, the Bahir in the in right. the monster manual looks one way and I've described it in a different way and I'm describing it in a way that should indicate to them something like, oh, hey, maybe the elemental resistances are different or maybe this is a younger one or maybe whatever. But if I put the image from the monster manual in front of them, that's what they're seeing. Whereas if I put just a circle then then they're listening to me and so even though we'll use a battle map i'm just it's just circles mm -hmm. it's all just circles what were yeah, we talking you, about you, again you bring up the, we're talking about um yeah tips or uh uh yeah how to how to what are the advantages are of playing online over playing oh yes playing in person but yeah, yeah that, that brings up like you know i'm still learning you know i'll be learning for a, a while we uh, all will be rest of my life and yep. uh but i, I use uh, the avre the avre bot in in discord and i'm yeah I'm having a, a, a really good time with that. And it has ways to roll monster attacks automatically inside of your text chat. But the problem I run into is like, everything's a bandit and a thug, right? And I'm like, cause I love my bandits and my thugs and I just reskin them all the time into things. And it's like, you know, so the players can look back and be like, you know, we've been fighting bandits and thugs for like four sessions. And I'm like, no, they were Emerald Claw assassins. I'm like, no, they weren't, they were thugs. So I have to like, you know, and I know that there's a way in Avray, you can actually change the name of the monsters. Yep. <laughs> so it doesn't look like they're getting attacked by bandits and thugs all the time. Uh, but yeah, that's that's really interesting. You you that's actually something else to think about though, when you're playing online, do you still want to use do you want to use public roles? Do you want to figure out how to do private right. roles as a DM? That's yeah. super important. Yeah. Like are yeah. you gonna are you gonna learn how to do the private roles? Are you still gonna just roll physical dice and yep. be and trust your players? Yeah. Uh, all of those are options. Yeah, and I've 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 gone back and forth as on the DM. So I told my players they can do whatever they want. Like I don't want to force any technology on them other than audio. Right? <laughs> like it'd be really nice if you could talk. But yeah. other than that, you know, whatever whatever you can do to play D and D, like rolling at your table. We have one guy who just rolls everything at his table. His character sheet is handwritten, and we're like, no problem. And then other people are like super novre and they've imported their character and they're setting up macros and all kinds of stuff. And you're like, okay, good for you too, right? You, yep. You use as much as you want and nothing, nothing that you don't. And I have a set of dice and a, and a tray next to me. You know, I play in two different places in the house, even in my online games. And um, I always have my regular dice there that I can use, but I've been experimenting going back and forth. But uh, I think uh, I, that the games have gotten a lot more deadly when I've been rolling uh online particularly because i use average monster damage uh, yeah and the, and avray does not use average monster damage and sometimes I'll, I'll hold back a crit here and there depending on how bad things are and avray won't be holding back crits yeah okay. so i don't know if that's good or bad and you know yeah so it's personal preference that. yeah it's tricky uh you did mention so and this is something in the you know so i've been a practitioner of and a student of theater of the mind ideas for a you know i think since fifth came out like i found that as a fascinating as a fourth edition dm you know veteran dm uh i was really interested in in this different combat style probably more so than many of my players were who they mm -hmm. like their crunchy tactical combat but i just like the flexibility of being able to do both really crunchy combat and super fast you know very thematic combat and uh one of you on the on the show you did with todd you brought up a really just you know kind of 
really simple idea that was like, I, you know, of course, that's like a fundamental nature of it, which is run simpler battles, right? Like if you're, if you're running theater of the mind fights, don't have like three different kinds of monsters and like 16 bits of terrain and all sorts of different effects that are all positionally dependent, right? Yeah. Just like go ahead and make the, you know, make the battle simpler. And I was like, it's kind of like a really straightforward idea. Um, yeah. Do you, do you, do you have other, that one was one I'm like, you know, I'm going to hang on to that one. Uh, but what other, what other tips and thoughts beyond you've already brought some up that I think are great. The whole, the whole idea of, of keeping your, you know, with, with the rings that you're describing, you're describing them as monster tokens. Or is like, Essentially, but they're, they're literally just spheres. They're yeah. just colored spheres. And you're just saying so. these are the people that are all close together. These are the people that are far apart, that kind of thing. Yeah, just, you know, it, it, it's the same way as if you were in person, if you didn't have any minis and you wanted to use a penny. Yeah, dude, sure. Here, here you go. Right. That's where the monster is. is right, even there. Though, right. Even though there's a million tokens out there that we could use, you know, being able to use one that's abstract means we are not rooting their minds in, you know, in, we're not, we're not, we're not boxing them into whatever the image was on that token. Exactly. And yeah, I like also using sense. the colored spheres because then the players can be like, oh yeah, because uh, especially if I'm running the simple combat and I'm only having a monster or two or three out there at most, or, or maybe even four or five, but they're all like simple monsters or the same monster or whatever. Mm -hmm. I can also, I can either color code them with different colored spheres or I can number them and they can be like, Oh, number two or number five or right. whatever, you know, all the same tricks that we use for any kind of battle map. Right. Um, along with running the simpler combats and you can, what I like about running simpler combats is once you get really used to it in theater of the mind, you can get more complicated. I have run stuff with terrain issues and all of that, but like if your fear is I can't hold this all in my brain, start simple and work up to the more complex. Um, my corollary to that, which I think I also talked about on Todd talks is be willing to adjust your mental image and be forgiving to the players. Mm -hmm. So that's how I usually get my players who are used to a battle map to trust me in theater of the mind combat is I, I play for them a game that I am forgiving in theater of the mind. And I, I show them because it's one thing to be like, trust me, I'm not going to try to, mess you up because of theater of the mind in this. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. It's another thing when you're actually in the game and they know that you're running the monsters and they know that you are, you're trying to offer a, a difficult combat. You know, I always try to run combat in a way where my players survive and come out of it victorious, but with that feeling of that was a hard one yeah. fight. Whew, right. Exactly. <laughs> whew, we did it, but who yeah. that was close, right. which is, you know, dice rolls, who knows? Yeah. So, when you're trying to do that, if you run the combat in theater of the mind and just do the adjustments when, when one of your players says, am I close enough to, then unless it's really obvious from your description yeah, or from yes. the way, yeah, just say yes. <laughs> yes, or, you can. you know, if they're 15 feet away and they want to do a melee thing and they go, am I close enough to do this? you can move five feet or you can move 15 feet or you can, yeah, you'll just need to move a little bit, but fine. Right. Um, can I get in this area of effect monsters and not my allies? Sure. Mm -hmm. Can I, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt? I got, I was I like, is that window. sun? Is that yeah. sunlight? I have the wind. Yeah. It happens like, every once in a while in like, Seattle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, I'll just be slightly off to the side. Yeah. Give it five minutes. It'll go away. I'm from Seattle. Yep. Actually I'll go. Nope. I'll be this way. So yeah. 
like if you if you give them the benefit of that doubt and they know that okay i'm not trying to mess them up by my mental map because as the dm you're in this power position of like if i say my mental map looks like this they're gonna want to conform to that right and if you are willing to be like yeah that's close enough yeah, right. that's fine. Right. You know, and and the times that you say no, you are it's super obvious. Uh, you can't do that because you said you wanted to stay 60 feet away right. and now you want to move into melee and you can only move yeah. 30 feet. Yeah. That wizard's and... up on a mountain. You're not you're not hitting him with a great sword. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. So as long as you are fair and then yeah. fall in their direction, they are more than willing to to go with it because they usually get more out of that kind of combat. And then yeah. also it's a little easier for you to adjust what's happening to have those awesome moments. If we're fighting in a tavern, I'm just gonna have light on my <laughs> I'm face. Like, I'm waiting for the, like the Raiders of the Lost Ark, like the skeleton and a bunch of spikes coming <laughs> from the side. Look, it is, <laughs> it is there. Yeah. yeah, it just happens. Right. I'm just gonna have light for about five minutes. It's gonna happen. There's nothing I can do. Yeah. If you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's cool. It's just, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's you're gonna go blind. Yeah, uh, for about five minutes. Yeah. yeah. If you if you're doing theater of the mind. You can adjust the game as we go. Here, I'll move backwards. There, there we go. go. I'll, I'll lean. I'll lean wow, back. it's following you. Oh yeah, Are you sure that's the sun? That's yeah. got to be some of the light. Just aiming at your way. <laughs> it's my husband. What is he doing? <laughs> you're fighting in a tavern, and your rogue wants to do some awesome maneuver where he's like, "Is there a table there that I could jump off of and do this thing?" Well, guess what? There's now a table. Yeah. If right. I haven't put the map on there. I can now just say there's a table there because I want you to do something awesome. And then it kind of works for my 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 bad guys too. So yeah, right. the theater of the mind is is my jam. Yeah. And I highly recommend it, especially in these times in where like if you're already running low on resources, if you're already running low on, well, you know, it's gonna be hard enough for me to connect just yeah. so that I can see and talk to my players. Yeah. Go for it. Give it a try. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, there's there's two two things that come out in in in, in listening to you. Uh, one is this sounds like a great thing to have that to add to that initial conversation, right? Is like, okay because I've yeah in, in talking about theater of the mind, I've always I've always I've always said that it's it's you know you wanted to talk to your players about this out of game and say hey here's why and here's how and here are the things that are important. And, and yeah, that idea of like, look, I'm, I'm working with you. I'm not working against you. Uh, we, we, won't, we won't have an, a perfect shared vision of what's going on, but I want to make sure that I'm helping you reach your shared vision, you know, and, and your, your intents. And then, yeah, yeah the, the, the big one for me is always like, and it's, it's a tricky one, which is why I kind of bang on the table about it, which is, uh, you know, getting players to describe their, their intent. You know that that players have an idea of what they want to do, but sometimes they're still holding their cards close, mm -hmm. and they don't want to say what their intent is. So they say like, "Well, you know, are there two of them that are close together?" And you're like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Are they within five feet of an ally?" And you're like, "Yeah." And like, is there a way for me to get? And you're like, "What do you want to do?" And like, "I want to stand between my ally and two guys so that if they come in, I can hit them with my glaive." And you're like. Yes, you're like <laughs> perfect. Or yep. I'll, I'll have these like super long conversations. Like, how far away is the guy? And is there anybody between? And he's like, he's 45 feet away. I'm like, well, I'm like, what do you want to try to do? I want to hit him with an Eldritch Blast. I'm like, it's like 180 feet. Like, yeah, you yeah. can hit him with an Eldritch. Yeah, go with the fact that you can almost always hit someone with an Eldritch Blast. Like, like you don't have to have a big negotiation <laughs> about shooting someone with an Eldritch Blast. So yeah, that 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 idea of trying to state the intent, and it is such a shift from kind of the tactical, like fourth edition, not the 
have a whole other conversation about it, but like fourth edition. I'll come back for fourth edition and we'll talk about yeah, my oh love boy. for fourth edition, yeah. even though yeah, I loved it too. Right. I played man, multiple campaigns, one to 20 yep. campaigns, loved it. Uh, but there was definitely more of an antagonistic DM side to that game. Like there was so much character agency and, and I felt like there was such a disadvantage on the side of monsters that it, you know, I, 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 it wasn't competitive, but I felt like it was certainly more competitive than, than I, than I've had with 5e. And particularly oh, yeah. in theater of the mind that when, when you run theater of the mind, it, you know, and, and I was listening to, to James Intercastle today it was on nerdarchy. And he said that like, we have an unlimited number of monsters on our side. Like there, there's no competition here. Uh, you kill yeah. the dragon. I got as many dragons as I want. Right. Yep. And, oh no. A second dragon shows up. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you know, father, father shows up, you know, yeah. that was, that was grandson, you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, so that, that shifting that position over to being a, 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 player focused dm you know a servant leader dm of I, I i'm here to work with the players to help them make their characters awesome not to you know have a chess match with them and it's a and and, and particularly when you are controlling the image of the environment you know then then you have so, you know you're controlling the chessboard and how the pieces move you know as well as yeah. everything else and players i've had get resistant to that because they're like i you know, there were these nice firm rules in place and now I don't know what the hell's going on. Right. And so, so I think that having that initial conversation, you know, as you describe, and then adding to this, like, Hey, for maybe not all the fights, right. Maybe for some of them, you do really detailed roll 20 style, uh, tactical combat, but you say like, for some of them, we're going to be going quick. We're going heavy on the narrative, you know, and, and you, you know, the intent is to make your characters look awesome. So we'll keep that in mind. And tell yeah. me what you want your character to do. I think that's a really, those are really useful tips for running, uh, for running theater of the mind. I also suggest if you've been running a game that has been um, using a, ba a battle map and everybody wants to move to theater of the mind, but is having that uh, antsy about it, run a one-off, run a, run mm -hmm. a one-shot, run yeah. a out of character uh, one-shot that uses that that's maybe a little more combat focused mm -hmm. and uh run that one shot just so that everybody gets a chance to try it out right and see how it really feels because it's one thing once again to talk about it it's another thing to give it a try yeah. and maybe you try it and you go ah, you mm -hmm. know what we really like our minis and our battle map and we like being that tactical and everything and then you know okay we need to now have the discussion of how are we doing this uh over the internet right um but you know, run that one shot and see. I yeah. thought the sun went away, but it didn't. So oh well. <laughs> you can even run it just for one battle, right? You can yeah. say like, "Hey, I'm just, you know my my favorite, the two thugs in the woods, right? Hey, there's two thugs that they're not paying any attention to anything at all, and you stumble upon them, right? And it's like we're just going to run this one through the mind. I'm not going to bother. And I've seen a lot of DMs do this in person too, where they just. They just like a few of the fights are theater of the mind. And then the big ones are the ones that you go tactical. Yeah. yeah. I, think um, that, I think that can work a lot. I usually like running the one shots for the higher level campaigns that I have because uh, the stakes in battles yeah. with the higher level campaigns tend yeah. to be way sure. higher. And yeah. so if, if the idea is, all right, we're going to run this one theater of the mind to give it a try. Usually running the one shot then gives those players a little bit of a breather of like, oh, if I, 
if I mess this up, which you can't really mess it up, but if like you you have that moment and you think you mess it up or whatever, I'm not my character's not gonna die. You know, if my character dies, it's a one shot character. I don't care. So right, right. Uh, lower level campaigns sometimes it's a little easier to do that. We're just gonna you know I'm gonna just throw some goblins at you and it's gonna be okay. But you know when you're running level 14 characters, yeah. Right. Uh, I mean I could throw a bunch of goblins at you, but that's mm. not gonna be fun. Yeah. So that depends. I've seen I've seen I've seen the players spend a lot of time talking about how to deal with those two thugs in the woods mm, you know and they're true. like they're like ninth level right and there's six of them and they could literally one shot them with anything and they're like yeah but maybe we can learn about these guys or maybe we should pretend to be someone else or you know make should we just capture him or like you know yeah. they just have all kinds of conversations about those two thugs which is why i, I just love that scenario of the, the, the two two thugs in the woods yeah the two thugs in the woods the two guards that no one's paying any attention to my um, husband's go-to is a pack of wolves and yeah. the size of the pack of wolves changes depending yeah. on how wolves deadly are, he wants the wolves encounter are nasty. to be. Yeah, wolves are wow. Talk about like an under an, an, an under yard monster, right? Oh yeah. Wow, wolves pack are hard. tactics is oh, not pack tactics. They drag. They can drag you down. Yep. Awful. I almost wiped out a whole party with like five wolves. You know, yep. Not not a weekend ago. That's why kobolds are awesome. Yeah. What, why, what do kobolds do? They, they'll just they have pack tactics. You can play yeah, as a kobold. You can bad. have pack yeah. tactics. Thugs. It's great. I, I, the thugs are badass too. Yeah. yeah. Thugs, thugs have the same thing. Yeah. Pack tactics is not to be. I mean, when once you give advantage to anybody for anything, yeah, right. that changes that a lot. Big plus five bonus. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So when we think about the number of ideal players, like I have in my head, sort of a, a an ideal number for sitting around a table. Uh, which is on the area of generally it's been four to six, right? That like four is kind of what D and D is tuned around a little bit and I can do up to six and still manage it. Seven. I'm out of, I'm out of my depth, right? If I have seven players, like somebody's not getting the attention they deserve. I'm scrambling. Like, I, you know, I'm like Indiana Jones on the back of the truck, not for my second Indiana Jones reference for the night, but like hanging by the whip, just getting dragged down the road. You know? Yeah. So, uh, is there a is there a, a sweet spot given that the the technology is different and given that that chatting over you know chatting over audio channels is different than talking in person are there is there an ideal number of players and what are some of the considerations for choosing an ideal number of players for playing online i i would think that your ideal number online is the same as what you just said it's it's what you're comfortable playing as and i agree that like four to six players is the sweet spot uh i prefer four to five but i've i've been in groups of six and it's been great um really what it comes down to is your it's not just on you as the dm it's and this is not just a technological thing or playing online i think this is just good for all groups i think once you move online it becomes even more important that the whole group works together to give each other those moments it's sometimes easy for the dm to feel like you are in charge of spotlighting people and the players are are they're having moments with each other but they're waiting for your cue but it's really as incumbent on players to give each other cues give each other space give each other those moments of of uh, my favorite thing to do is just in character ask another character questions mm -hmm. um and so like if you realize oh this certain player has been quiet for a while maybe yeah. i'll ask them hey what do you think and i think when you're online especially if you're playing and you only have voice like on discord if you're only using voice i think that just becomes even more important to check in with people even if it's just a very obvious hey, what do you think? Or 
Do you have anything to add to that? Mm -hmm. uh, because when you don't get facial language, if you don't get any body language, if you're not video chatting, um, it can be easy for there to just not be any input from somebody until they are talking. And some people will have a harder time jumping in when mm -hmm. all they're here, they're just hearing people. Oh, we got the cat. So see, technical difficulties <laughs> and a cat, it's happened. Yay. So you didn't see it, that the cat was actually wandering by my mic. And one of the tricky bits is my cat generates static electricity and will short my mic out. <laughs> and it's happened in the middle of shows before. Yeah, it's, I, I as laugh, long as but, she's staying up yeah. there, we're good. Yeah. So I think it's more important online because even even right now, the two of us, like I can see your face and I've got a pretty good idea of your 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 mood and, and how you're feeling about things. Uh, but I can't see your entire body. I can't yeah, see I your mean, body I'm language. Actually, I'm actually playing Doom right now. You're doing it really well. You know? yeah, I'm not I very talk, good at it. I talk with my hands, but of course I don't want my hands to be up here. And so my hands are, you know, my hands, I talk down here. And so sometimes I forget, especially if, if I'm a player and I am describing something and I'm using my body language to do it. If I am, if I'm holding something or if I am manipulating something or if covering something, I tend to, you know, most of us aren't doing that up here in camera view. We're doing that down here. So even when you're looking at somebody, it can be very easy to miss those cues. And it can also be easy just to forget that people are missing those cues. So I think it's important for everybody to be aware of that, um, to think about if this was a podcast and people were listening to it, because it essentially is, even if you're not recording and it's not putting it out. It's a podcast of an audience of six. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's a podcast of, of your friends. It's just and... really like all my podcasts. But... Yeah, that's kind of how a lot of my games end up being podcasts. <laughs> uh, I'm living that life. So yeah, it's if everybody is thinking about that and very cognizant of that, it, it helps a lot because then you're all working together for those players who might uh, get left behind a little bit because they're just not as comfortable talking without seeing people or or you've had technical difficulties and you lost Todd five minutes ago, but everybody else has been talking and now somebody finally goes, Todd, what do you think? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Todd. And then like you realize what's going on. So yeah, I think it's, it's important for players and DM to work together to include people and to not let leave no person behind yeah that's that's been a that's been a trick for me so we I, i've i've been in talking to a lot of folks on twitter uh who've you know about their tips for playing online uh, a good deal of them said that video chat is really important to, to to measure that engagement to keep an eye on people and uh and i agree with that it, unfortunately the way that video is incorporated in discord makes it difficult to do to you know it's, it's not part of the audio channel and it's sort of not part of the servers either. It's a whole sort of different mechanism. And again, I've got players who are on phones and for them to kind of do video chat and still interact with the text chat channel is a challenge. So we stayed with audio and, and yeah. I've had that problem where like I was literally addressing a character for a while and it turned out they weren't even there. Like the, the player had gone AFK. <laughs> no one, none of us knew. I think yeah. somebody knew like, oh yeah, they sent me a message saying they had to run off or something, something real quick. And so that, yeah, that, that definitely can, can, can uh, you know bring a bring a, a drag down on it, and yeah, I think I think yeah, a lot of the things he talked about about how to keep the interest, you know, how do we how do we make sure that players are staying engaged uh, with the game while we're running it? You know, there's a lot of talk also about distractions, right? That that I think the number of 
the number of distractions and the subtly permissible nature of those distractions because you can't see you know whether or not i'm tweeting right now um yeah you know that that's tricky Are, so 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 one one thought i wanted to run by you to see if you see if you have ever done this or see if you think it's a good idea is that you can kind of do initiative anywhere right that that you know you can we, we're used to rolling initiative in combat um but if i kept it you know can can one keep an initiative order going throughout an entire game and use it for conversations and use it for exploration and just use it as the the checkbox of have i addressed this character recently you know i will go through and sort of ask each one you know, this is going on. What are you doing? And then I'm using that as my continual list. Um, is that is that helpful for? Is or is there an, an equivalent system for kind of keeping track that you're you're giving everybody the right spotlight when they're not in front of you? I feel like Discord. I I think that's a a really good idea. I feel like Discord. That's one of the advantages to D Discord or running a game uh, like it on Discord. You're looking at everybody's names right there. Yeah, and so right. you can kind of just visually keep an eye on your four to five room. players yeah. and be like, all right, I've heard from you, you, you. I haven't heard from you in a while. Let mm -hmm. me check in. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, yeah, being able to have th that's kind of the equivalent to when you're sitting around a table and you're looking over at your friend on your right and your friend hasn't talked in a while. So it's good. And that's also where the, the text, uh, the private message text comes in super useful, because in most cases, I think if Mary hasn't talked in a while and you say, Hey, Mary, did you want to jump in on anything? And she might speak up and say, oh, no, I'm just listening. I'm fine. You know, whatever. Or ah, I got nothing to, you know, or, or she might jump in and say something. Or she might just be having a bad day and be want to sit back. And so you you can message her privately and yeah. be like, hey, you haven't, you okay? You, you okay everything? Do you want to do anything? Are you okay sitting back? I haven't heard from you in a while. And right. that's when you can get the the feedback of like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Or eh, just, I'm I'm having an off day, you know, if I'm not talking a lot, it's fine. You know, you can you can check in with people uh, on the sly and not have to worry about calling someone out in the middle of a game. So yeah, I use, whether I'm over Discord or um, with Zoom, which we're using right now, and I, I prefer Zoom, um, I, ins I actually make sure that I use the version that I can see everybody all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the, the gallery default, mode or something like that. Yeah, gallery mode. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it wants to do speaker mode and where it shows yeah. you who's who's talking, which can be useful in some instances. But I really prefer gallery mode because then I've got everybody there mm -hmm. and I can be looking at someone else who isn't talking to see what their reaction is to things. But also, I have that experience of looking around the virtual table and I can look at everybody and I can visually see. Oh yeah, this person hasn't spoken up in a while. Mm -hmm. So so yeah, using the tools that you have to use anyway keeping the that as your uh as your initiative you know uh but yeah if you want to roll with initiative the whole time i mean it's another thing to talk to your group about it's you know mm -hmm. hey are you okay with this and you know that that means uh, uh, there might I mean, be some sort of times. the equivalent of keeping that list you know like you said having the names of everybody there and kind of walking through the list only now i've got a little because i use avra's initial initiative system which is pretty great and it just moves a little pound sign down so i'm like oh who did, who did i do last because i'll forget like oh yeah i have that one real heavy role play player and we've been on them for 10 minutes right and i've been ignoring everybody else I'm like i don't remember who was next yeah. So, yeah i mean it's a lot of these problems are very similar problems to every D, &D game ever you know whether yeah. you're in person or online it's just now we have to use different tools well to, and, and, to deal and with it. normally i can tell like i can look over and see that somebody's playing you know their clicker game on their phone or 
you know, their, their <laughs> heads back and they're nodding off. I, you know, at least in mine, cause I don't have video chat. I, I, I can't tell that. Right. And yeah. Um, so that could be, yeah, it could be tricky. And even on video chat, like one of the other things we've talked about I, uh, with one of the other, uh, I think we talked about it with actually Todd on Todd Talks is that um, you have to be aware that even if you are super engaged, there's a couple of things that you can do that on video chat will make you look not engaged. For example, my second screen is where I usually have my character sheet on D&D Beyond. So if I do this, right. <laughs> I haven't, I'm usually looking at my character sheet. Now, yeah. If we're all in person, people can see that you're looking at a character sheet or you're looking at, you know, your computer and pulling up, they can see that. But here, all you see is me do this right. and I've lost engagement with you. So right. it's important to be aware of that and then also let everybody at the table know, hey, if I'm doing this, it's I'm just looking at my other screen mm -hmm. and pulling up or hey, my dice are over here. And so if I suddenly move away from the microphone, I'm doing this, just, you know, let me know. Um, so being aware of the things that you do either visually or audio of to keep engaged or to explain why ah, I, I really am engaged. It's just, I got the microphone here and I'm munching on popcorn. So I've muted myself, but I'm munching on popcorn because the role play that two you're doing is fantastic. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, you just, you're going to enjoy the popcorn, just mute. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But like, if, if you're listening, if I've forgotten to mute myself and all you hear is crunch, crunch, right. crunch, that might not be that I've disengaged. It might just be that I am super engaged yeah. and don't want to mess this. Right. What you're doing is right. awesome. So, so, so yeah. So we've talked a lot about how DMs can kind of keep track of, of, of players interest in the game and players engagement. What tips can we give to our players that will help them stay more engaged with the game? What, what, you know, what advice can we offer to them as, as DMs? James Hake was on that Todd talks with, with me. And I think he gave the best answer to this ever, which is uh, an answer that works not just for online D and D, but for any D and D, which is to be your, your fellow player's biggest fan, be that person who I'm munching on popcorn because my character isn't involved in this role play, but this role play is amazing. Mm -hmm. Or it's not my turn in combat, but what you're doing in combat is amazing. And so I'm just as engaged watching as I am in participating. So remember and and you know sometimes in the middle of games like we all have bad days we all have days and we're like yes i love playing dnd but i'm tired or you know i'm I'm feeling super stressed out about what's going on or i've now spent all day in front of the computer or you know we used to play in person and now i got this and i miss you all at my table we've all had those moments where we're off and it's hard to remember that, hey, the reason I'm playing D&D with all of you is because I love y'all and I like spending time with you. Reminding yourself of, of that, of like, I'm your biggest fan and I want to play with you. Or if I can't be directly engaged, I want to watch you play in this moment as we play D&D together. That helps a ton. If you keep that in mind, I think not only will a lot of the uh, issues with disengagement come up or not come up, but you'll just in general be a better role player because you'll be thinking about what can I do to enhance their experience? What can I do to make that be more awesome? Yeah, and they'll be great. thinking about it for you. Right, right. Yeah, so I've, I've had a couple of games recently where the players at the end of the game kind of said, you know, hey, this is, it's really great that we're able to still play online and it's a, a real joy and given that we're stuck at home to be able to kind of connect with people. And I'm like, you know, 
maybe I should start talking about that before we even start playing. <laughs> like kind of remind everybody that that's how I feel, right? Like I, I, yeah. I can't wait for my Wednesday nights to sit down and play D&D &D with everybody. And my enthusiasm will come out to them and they'll go, you know, that's right. That is why we're playing out here. And then I had this stressful day and I have had all these problems, but this isn't the time for those, right? This is the time to, to step away from all of those and enjoy myself. And then I'll, you know, worry about those tomorrow. And it can be especially important when you're used to just showing up at somebody's when you're you're used to a certain set of difficulties. I'm used to driving 30 minutes and carrying all my books and, you know, the, the inconvenience of moving in meat space. Mm -hmm. I'm used to that. And yeah. now I've got a different set of difficulties of I got to set up the microphone or I got to set up the, the discord or I got to set up the computer or whatever, you know, technical difficulties got to do. It's very easy to kind of get bogged down in that. Oh, I got to but reminding yourself that like oh once we get into the game this is what we wanted this is what it's mm -hmm. totally worth it and this is this is why it all goes away yeah and i think it's critically important too yeah absolutely uh so as we as always on this show we have a guardian angel rudy basso is our guardian angel here today Yay, thank you rudy, rudy. for all of your help and support Hello. my uh, favorite monk yes <laughs> That's right. You guys play on another or played on another show. Is that right? Yeah. It's yeah. A podcast. Team Plague Podcast. Check it out on wherever you get your podcasts. Awesome. Uh, what questions do we have from the audience tonight? We have a couple from Twitch chat from Evil John. Hey, I found Evil John. Yeah. I found transitioning Hi. to online play has left some of my players fighting the technology a little. Yeah. Any advice on how to soothe or calm people who get a little flustered with the tech? Having that that mess up session zero helps yeah. and and you can like any other session zero you don't have to it doesn't have to happen right before the game starts before your campaign starts if you're four or five games in have another session zero have the hey we're mm -hmm. just gonna get together this week and chat and like work out some of these issues and not have to worry about uh, a game not have to worry about being on point if things go bad we're just chatting anyway um if someone is having really bad technical issues, uh, it can be hard to, like, none of us, well, I'm not tech support. I don't know about any of you. Um, I'm turning into it. I, we all kind of are, <laughs> but, like, it's good to remember that most of us are not. Most of us are not really tech people. Like, my, my tech window is pretty small. Um, there's a, a few things people can try. Usually um, it's reminding people to, if they can, plug in to their internet instead of using Wi-Fi. Yeah. That's usually better. Um, making sure that you try things like turn, do a reset on your computer before you turn mm. everything on again. Like you would be surprised. What yeah, Reboot your modem. Yeah. Re Re reboot, reboot your, your modem. Wi-Fi yeah. Reboot your computer. I literally yeah. before, now I'm streaming, so that's a little more intensive, but before every stream, about an hour before, I turn everything off on the computer and I restart it to make sure that the only things that are running on the computer are the few things that I need so that there isn't like Windows trying to install in the background or whatever. Um, that can sometimes help. So yeah, I'd, I'd recommend having another one of those session zeros. And then also everybody just needs to be patient when it yeah. happens because yeah. it happens because uh, technical issues and cats. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, right. I, I, I have found that kind of scheduling the games 30 minutes before we actually plan to start so that we can uh, take a little bit of extra time to make sure everybody's connections are working and everything like that. And, but sometimes it's weird. We, I was running a game a couple of weeks ago and uh, we were having a great game. And in the middle of it, the guy's machine, 
updated Discord and it caused all kinds of problems. And suddenly we could hear him. It was him and his wife playing in the same room with the same mic. And we could hear them and they're just swearing. <laughs> and none of us could hear them. And we're Horse hockey. <laughs> yeah, nonstop. And and yeah, and that was one where it was like we were in the middle of the game, mm-hmm. in the middle of like a big suspenseful scene. And and it all kind of fell down. And then luckily they were able to come back in and it and it worked out. But um it was yeah, it was probably a good half hour of figuring out why these tech problems happen. And there's it's a real there are a lot of variables, you know, like mm-hmm. there's input and output for every single player, right? And there's all kinds of weird sometimes it's small stuff. Like I was having it in Discord where on the DM side, after about 30 or 45 minutes of play, it would start to cut me off more and more. And I would have to like pop out and pop back in and then I would be okay for a while. It's really strange stuff and really yeah. strange you know, weird ways to debug it. So yeah, I think, I think patience is the, you know, that's the best advice I've heard is be patient. We're all figuring it out. Yeah. It's remembering once again, why are you here? You know, we're here to have fun. And it's, it's also like everybody wants to play, but if the game, like if, if someone's computer dies or if the internet dies or whatever, and the game falls apart, it's sad, but it's not the end of the world. It'll be okay. You'll play again. You know, it's, it's that deep breath. Okay. Let's restart and try again. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I've been like putting together my own little troubleshooting guide that I'm, it's getting bigger and bigger. And eventually I can just send it to people and be like, you know, here's a bunch of things to try. Like, here's yep. how to troubleshoot your system. Is it, is it the mic? Is it the client that you're using? And is it your modem? You know, I heard all the, is it your router, all the different things. Yeah. Uh, Rudy, what are the questions you have? From Shortman Ian on Twitter. Did you see that there's an extension called Beyond 20 that allows your D&D Beyond content to be used in Roll20? Pretty cool stuff. I wonder what other tools will be created and or integrated together to make online gaming even more accessible. So what do you think? What do you think the future holds? What do you wish someone would make? So we have an insider. We have a D&D Beyond. (laughs) We do have a Beyond Insider. Tell us. Tell us what new stuff's coming out. I am not allowed to speak about any of that as I... Well, okay. So, yes. Virtual Dice? I mean, I can talk about a lot of the stuff that's coming from D&D Beyond. I, I will say if the, the question is specifically about integration, and uh, I know uh, Public API has been on our public roadmap for quite a while. Um, it's hard for me to talk about that because, like, it's it, what we're trying to do is just make the best tools we've got possible. So right now, our for D&D Beyond, we're really focused on our character sheet and on things like the encounter builder that we've got out. I know a lot of people have been asking us about, hey, you know, you've been talking about doing a VTT. When When's your virtual tabletop coming out? And the honest answer is that was, that's something that is in our- You should be able to handle that in about a weekend. Like how hard can I that wish. be? I wish, I know, like, I, 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 it'd be great to just, I, I just need a free weekend and I can just <laughs> poof, you know? Yeah, yeah it'll be it'll be it's fine. Like, it's you like know, JavaScript, it's, right? It's like. super easy. I can do it in CSS in five minutes. <laughs> so, like for us, our focus is is the character sheets and the optimization there, and like the a lot of the stuff that we have right now, uh, the encounter builder, the encounter tracking, the homebrew options that we got. So it's it's a lot of our focus has turned into um, what can we offer that we are already good at. Can we offer more for for free? We've got a, a bunch of free stuff out there. And as as a person who plays a ton online, my goal is, as a community manager of D&D Beyond, to um, tell you about all the awesome stuff that we do 
and that you use that in conjunction with whatever else you have going on. You know, so if you are using our character sheet and roll 20 for your VTT and Zoom for your talking to everybody and it's working for you, great. You know, I'm I am a evangelist of D&D Beyond, but my my goal is to get you to play. Um that being said, I got nothing to announce. I'm really, I I'm, did I'm not mean forward. for this to be a Lauren answer our D&D Beyond totally questions. <laughs> I wanted to know what you guys think would be fun with online integration that isn't out yet or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but, you know, I know I'm, it's I'm wearing, kind of a weird line now. Yeah. I'm kind of wearing this t-shirt, so I think, <laughs> you know, I it's I got to be I got to be cautious. But, Mike, I'd love to hear what you have to I've say. I've got one and I get to speak right to the community manager about it. So, Hi, that's me. Yeah. So, um What would you like, Mike? So, virtual dice. Uh, I know that the virtual dice are are coming out for Roll Twenty. They it are. Would be, it would be, and I I think for D and D Beyond, you mean they're already out for Roll Twenty. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. And and I I tried, so I'm not a Roll Twenty guy. Um, I mean I used it a couple times. Uh, but I I'm like I said, I kind of I'm digging I'm digging Discord and screen captures right now, and um, so the virtual dice for for Roll for D and D Beyond, huh? Uh, I would love for them to be connected into Avra so that it'll show up in Discord. We're working on a lot of connections between, I mean, Avery is ours. So right, we, right now <laughs> it works You got great. all the tools right there. Hopefully yeah. there's just, just the, well, the connection to those two things. It's not just the, the digital dice. It's also we're working on um, Avery being able to integrate with any of the content that you own that on D&D awesome. Beyond. Yeah. Like, those Everybody's are two things. For that. We want to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we don't own Discord. So, you know. Right. But you own the yes. bot, yeah, and and so the the yeah to me like I, I have you have you seen Beyond Twenty? Have you used Beyond Twenty oh, yes. at all? Yeah, yep. so I, I I set up Beyond Twenty to work with Discord, and and that was pretty cool. And I was like, you know, it just seems like between the Avrabot and 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 owning all of D&D Beyond and virtual dice, there's just this one other step of being able to click the die and have it just go right into the you know have Avra spit it out into into Discord. That that would be the one thing I'd want. Be- I will pass that along <laughs> to the team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else we got, Rudy? This we got one... time for one more question. Oh, from Rudy. Hi. Ooh. I have a question. Is this allowed? Uh, yeah. I I'm control the, the show. Who's moderating this question? Mm, um, so <laughs> safety tools are something that's been coming yes. up a lot in the online community lately. A lot of traditional safety tools are kind of the things that people put out are usually physical space dependent. Things like touch the X card, pick up this thing, and sh- you know the rewind things and like that. How do you do that in an online game, especially a non-webcam game where you can't see people's faces, which helps a lot in terms of how people are feeling? Yeah. Well, I, I talked about this super briefly at the beginning, but yeah, chats. Um, pr- most video and or, you know, so right here on Zoom, there's a chat. I can just uh, message, you know, if, if Rudy, if you're my DM, I can just message you directly. Uh, if we're on Discord, I can just DM you directly. If we're in uh, Roll20 or Fantasy Grounds uh, or whatever you're, else you're using, most of these have some sort of private message system built right in. And private messaging is is awesome. Being able to do that to a DM for safety tools is amazing. Um, also, just pick up your phone and texting people if uh, if that feels more comfortable, if you've got that that kind of line. Uh, so yeah, I highly recommend it. I think in in one way, in this one way, 
um, playing online is actually better because you can have that private message. You don't have to do something in front of everybody. You can just message your DM privately and it never has to come up in game or in front of everybody. Yeah, because that was, I think, I think the intent of the X card was to be able to have that sort of non-confrontational, hey, I'm not comfortable with what's going on moment. Uh, but I think, you know, having, having used it and, and bringing it out and some people immediately make it a joke, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it brings up this sort of confrontational, it ends up, it can end up even, even having it and using it ends up being, a, you know, a confrontational experience. And yeah, having, having, a, direct, having a direct connection to somebody being up, sorry, that's my, it's time to watch NYPD Blue Alarm. So the- You have you an know, alarm for that? Yeah, oh, I, have, he... I have alarms for everything. I have alarms for everything in my life. That's and adorable. That's the, that's the NYPD Blue Alarm. Yeah. That's amazing. So, I love you um, so much. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think, I think being able to have that, I've certainly had conversations with people where they have said, and sometimes it's been in like the type of campaign we're going to run, where they've come to me at, like we, you know, even pre-session zero, I was like, well, I've got, you know, this I can run or this I can run or this game can run. And they'd say, look, I'm really, I don't really want to play that one over there. Like I'm I'm good with these other two, but I don't want to play that one over there. And they had it out of, you know, out of the game. And I think, you know, I don't know, I, I don't know that they would have been uncomfortable having that conversation with all of us there. We're all good friends, have been playing for many years. Um, but still they they took the opportunity to do it in person. And I think ha- being able to do that uh online very quickly and have that Mm -hmm. feedback mechanism very quickly that's even making less of a you know i guess i'm I'm not sure i'm saying it right less of a scene right than uh uh, something like an x card which is as small a scene as you can have (laughs) and still have something and it should be right and and it's it's just an option for comfort it is it is there in it's a nice comfort of like hey i could just interrupt what's going on and say like hey right um but if you're not if you don't want to or if you're if you're having that anxiety moment yeah uh and it's so much easier in text to just do hey blah 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 and and be fine so yeah and a dm i think being on the on the receiving side a dm could say hey i'm just going to take a quick break Right. And, and then we'd say like, you know, everybody quick bathroom break. And then you can say like, Hey, you know, you could go and talk to them and say, I'm going to steer this direction. How's that sound? And they go good. And then they come back and you go in, no one's the wiser and everything goes smooth. So, exactly. Yeah. It just, it's another option, which is always good. That seems really powerful. Uh, Rudy, is there any last burning questions? Burn us. Uh, I guess just in terms of preference, do you prefer 60 to 90? This is from Panzer Shrek DS. Excellent. Do you prefer 60 to 90 short minute sessions or longer sessions less often? It's a good question. I prefer the shorter, but I have had fairly unique experiences that I've learned over the last couple of years are, are not standard. Not only do I do a lot of stream games, but um, both my in-person games and the games that I run online, we meet weekly and we play for like an hour and a half because that's the time that we have. We do not have, uh, I wish I could do the the Saturday, we're gonna play for eight hours. I've <laughs> never been able to do that. That's just never been in, uh, an option in my life. And so being able to get together on a regular basis for an hour and a half, and I've now DM'd for that for forever. So for me, the the few times where I have more than an hour and a half to two hours feels like forever. I. I almost, I am almost worried I don't have enough to go for that long. So 
that's my preference and I love it and my my players have bought into it and most of the streams nowadays are are 2 hours and they're done. I mean some are longer. There's one um, there's one stream that's a little longer than that. Well, there's <laughs> I mean, there's Critical Role, which is like 12 hours. Um, but like even there's plenty of streams out there that go for like three or three and a half or four. Or you get right. podcasts out there that will go for, for more than two hours. But yeah, I find like a, a one and a half to two hours. My sweet spot is both a player and a DM. It's just long enough to be able to get into a bunch of stuff, but it's not too long that you're getting antsy. And doing that every week feels really good to me. But once again, your mileage may vary. So that's me. Yeah, I've, I've, I've found that, um, so my games had typically been about three hours on, um, you know, one's on a weeknight and one on a weekend. And I find that now that we're playing online, there is that little bit of ramp up time and, and cool down time that we have. So the game itself is probably a two hour, you know, from the time the dice first hit the table or, or the virtual equivalent of such yeah. uh, to the time that we, to, that we, that we call it um, is probably on the order of two hours. And that feels about right. And I've run a couple now, four hour sessions, and they've been fine too. They haven't been, you know, eight hours. I love DD. I can't play DD straight for eight. Well, I do it at conventions and I'm exhausted. But yeah. <laughs> you know, eight hours is enough DD for me. <laughs> four four, four hours, hours is good. Eight hours of anything. Yeah, right. Like, no matter how much you love it, after eight hours, you're like, right. all right, I'm done. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, also I'm, old. I'm a, yeah, right. I get tired. Right. I got to right. watch my NYPD Blue and I got to go to bed, right? right. I got my stories <laughs> and I need to be in bed by nine. I'm going to turn into a yep. pumpkin. I'm old. Yep. So, yep. yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's great. This has been a really wonderful conversation and I, I really appreciate your time coming on the show. Uh, do Thank you have anything? You. I've had a pleasure. It's been my pleasure to join you. Do you have anything you, uh, you want to talk about or anything you want to plug? Oh, plug. Come to D&D Beyond. We have Excellent. a lot of fun. Virtual dice want... going straight to Discord or anything like that? Uh, you'll see. I, I will be the first to announce it because I'm the Yay. community manager and I take care of the social media. So as soon as we announce it, that'll be me. Hi. Uh, if you want to, yeah, come to D&D Beyond. If you want to follow me, I mostly do most of my social media stuff on Twitter. I'm Lauren. You can also hear me as a DM on Dungeon Drunks, which is my podcast, which is the level 14 crew that I've been running with for forever and a day. And I love them super much. If you want to hear me playing super short games, like some of those games are like 45 minutes because awesome. people have like kids and things. Uh, I also play on two D&D Beyond live streams. I'm the uh, the Dragonborn Cleric on Beyond Heroes, which has been running on Wednesdays from 2 to 4 Pacific. And then the new show that's coming out, as of the recording of this tomorrow, Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, Silver and Steel begins, and I'm going to be playing a Warforged Rogue, and you can see us practice, trying to practice what I've just preached for an hour, of playing <laughs> online awesome. uh, with people who we just, that's all we do is we just play over Zoom. Awesome. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you once again for being on the show. I really appreciate it. I, I think we've... Uh... Uh, I think there are a lot of great tips for, 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 for running games online. I think, you know, unfortunately we're probably in a situation where we're going to be playing games online for, for some time, even if we like it or not, I think it's well, really important that we do. And, and uh, without pandering, I will say that one of the other things that I tell people on a regular basis, especially when they're running games uh, in a short amount of time, Hey, only have an hour and a half to two hours. Uh, the Sly Flourish lazy dungeon master guy is, <laughs> I am not pandering. I honest, honestly use that on a regular <laughs> basis. If you are looking to especially get into theater of the mind or be able to run a game in less than two hours, your guide has been very useful. Oh, thank, thank you for that. You're very kind. I'm so. just telling the truth. Just <laughs> telling the truth. Yeah. 
uh, and thanks to everybody in chat. Hey, Evil John, thank you. And my number one fan. And uh, uh, yeah, so thanks to everybody for coming to tonight. Rudy, thank you once again for, 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 for hosting the show and uh, taking care of us. And uh, we will see everybody on the next show. Thank you very much.